0: Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like baby, actually an intelligent grown man with a fun name. Today on the show, I want to talk to you about familiarizing yourself with your environment and how you can learn how you're being affected by the world around you. Uh, it's going to be a shorter title when it actually goes out, but it's essentially um, identifying how the world is affecting you. And what I mean by that is in small and large ways, when it comes to social media, when it comes to your environment, uh, when it comes to your relationships, there are so many little things that essentially add up to an experience that you're having. And then sometimes we're not even aware of how these things are affecting us. And we sort of Pass them over and don't consider them but if you take a moment and consider it then that's something that you can take with you in your situations and consider uh, how you can make little small changes to improve your world and your experience and then feel the sense of relief when that thing is gone so let's hit the button and do the thing today on dopamine let's go Drums, please <laughs> all right, everybody, welcome to the show. hope you're doing okay. welcome back. uh hope you're doing okay as per usual. I know it's the um the beginning of the year, so there are all sorts of promises that we are making to ourselves about how we're going to behave or things we're going to change, goals we're gonna set visions we're going to cast for 2020, and sometimes those things kind of falter pretty quickly. So I want to take this time as like a short little segment to let you know to go easy on yourself. It's totally okay. You're going to have bumps and stumbles and go through challenges and have problems, uh, roadblocks that are going to get in your way when you are trying to figure out you know, what you're trying to do for yourself, especially if you're a perceiver like me in the Myers-Briggs system, if you're a, you know, INTP, ENFP, ESFP, etc. You know, we do a little bit better in terms of different types of vision casting, and working in the process, as opposed to setting specific goals. So sometimes, you know, Sometimes st- staying on a strict regimen doesn't necessarily do us any favors. So it's okay if things go off the rails a little bit. You know, keep your eye on the prize, keep your eye on the beacon of where you're trying to get to. It doesn't always necessarily matter when you get there and how, you know. So you just kind of like figure out what's going to work for you, take your time, do what you got to do and realize that a lot of i mean i'm sure some of you are starting something you've never done before so you're going to have you know that baby deer legs of like you were just born into this thing and you're going to be stumbling and it's totally fine it's a part of the process you're building your strength and you know it's just going to take some time so be easy on yourself and that's totally okay absolutely fine as for myself i am i went through a little bit of a manic spike last week i got a ton of work done but uh, I crashed around Saturday or Sunday. And I'm on the other end of my cycle. So I'm in the approaching the depressive phase. Um, But what's nice is that the depressive phase doesn't affect me as much as it used to. I'm a little bit more uh, calm these days. Uh, And my brain, I don't I don't harbor a lot of resentment or think about big picture challenges in the world too much. Uh, I don't hold on to or ruminate on things too much. I try not to. Uh, I let things go as they need to go. I let things process. You know, you let your thoughts be your thoughts. You let your emotions be your emotions. And you don't try to bottleneck them. You don't try to say you shouldn't be feeling this uh, or thinking this. You just let the thought be what it is and guide you to the next thought or to the next feeling. And going through that process for me of allowing my life to flow has allowed me to manage depression a lot easier uh, as, as a way to more so feel the depression in my body. Like my physical energy is lower and I do get some of the creeping thoughts and irritability, but it's nowhere near as debilitating as it used to be. It's still debilitating in the sense that like, I was in bed until eleven this morning, and it's still close to one p.m. And I haven't really done any "quote unquote" work. I'm doing work now. I'm podcasting, but what I mean is that it's really easy that if I haven't been making the adjustments to my time schedule, to giving my getting used to giving myself forgiveness when I need that forgiveness, I would be beating myself up right now about the fact that I haven't, I didn't get up at nine or seven or whatever, and getting things done as I need to get them done. Um, but I'm letting go of time constraints more and more. Uh, I'm giving myself a beacon of where I want to hit, but not necessarily a deadline trying to hit a vision and doesn't need to be, doesn't mean I'm going to slack on it. It just means that, uh, I can give myself a break. It's totally fine. Especially when I'm dealing with depression or any kind of mental challenge. Um, that is the time when you need to kind of just let your feelings be your feelings. So even if it means you're feeling a depressive situation, like your, your body is lower energy and all of that, you know, you're not trying to pretend that you aren't. And that's basically what's been the most helpful for me, is not pretending that I'm not depressed. Because if I try to force it, I try to pretend that I'm not, it only prolongs it, and it uh, will make the entire process work worse. Uh, it's like pushing down a beach ball. It'll, it's gonna pop back up. It's just that's just kind of the way that our emotions and thoughts tend to work. So they need to process, they need to go through, and because of the fact that we have consciousness, we're able to stop them. But that's an evolutionary thing. Like sometimes we needed to stop certain thoughts or emotions so that we can focus on defending ourselves against the tiger in the bushes somewhere else. But essentially we needed to do this Uh, uh, we need to sort of mitigate that function in the real world socially, so that we're not being affected um, by, you know, prolonging that more than we need to, if that all made sense. So that's a little preamble to what the rest of the podcast is going to be, because in a sense, a lot of what awareness I've built over the years has gone into how I handle my depressive episodes. So There are things that I'm aware of, and I think that's largely because of my ADHD. So that gives me a little bit of a quote-unquote leg up when it comes to this sort of thing. But one of the first things I wanted to talk about is being aware of your environment. And we live in a world where there are beeps and buzzes and noises everywhere. And sometimes it can be really difficult to be aware of how something like that is affecting us. Um, There could be this buzzing going on in your environment that is something that is uh, uh, like a murmur in the distance. I used to have like, you know, when you have um, uh, like a smoke detector and it doesn't have batteries or it's like running low on batteries and it'll make that click noise, that really loud, like beeping, like deek, like a chirp almost. Um, I used to have that in my apartment and I didn't know what that meant at the time when I was like in my early twenties and it would just happen all the time and I would just kind of get used to it. But getting used to it in a way that was causing a lot of stress because I realized that the second I put the batteries back in and kind of figured out what was going on there, it stopped. And after a few days, I just kind of felt I had more energy again. I felt like I could focus and I didn't realize how much that was stressing me out. There are sometimes like some noises you can't stop, like my refrigerator that needs to be on. It makes this murmur and you kind of get used to that. At a certain level, it's fine, but if there's – I think we all know the obvious noises that affect us. You know, like uh, if a car alarm is going off on our street and it's really loud and it's debilitating and it's not going away, we're aware of how that stresses us out. But when there's like a persistent low noise, something that is in your environment, or even a light or something that is being, um, you know, very sensory, dis- sensorily distracting – Uh, it's almost like the, you know, the, the water drip torture kind of thing. It's a very, it's a death by a thousand cuts. It's a slow burn. And I think it's important to be aware of those things in your environment that are affecting you. So especially if you're a highly sensitive person or if you're an introvert, a lot of the time sensory things are going to have a, a greater effect on you than for some extroverts and being aware of those things, being aware of what's making a persistent clicking noise or whatever is going to be important for you to manage that chronic stress. I don't, I think I've done an episode on stress. Um, if not, I'll go check, (laughs) but, but, uh, there's a Ted talk about stress and there's a talk about how persistent stress is not good for us, but some levels of stress are okay. Like we need to be able to push ourselves to do things. So stress itself is not the enemy here, but it's persistent stress, especially stress that we don't have Uh, awareness or control over. You know, we start to feel like I'm super irritable and I don't really understand why. It's, it's, you start with your environment. It's probably one of the first things you think of. And uh, I've done another episode on this as well, where when you're trying to think about uh, improving your mood, you think about physical, environmental, or mental changes. What are those things that you can be aware of that make small changes around? And you know, the environmental stuff involves little beeps and buzzes or, uh, light sources, things that might be too bright. Maybe you're just simply overwhelmed by the environment that you're in. And, you know, as a producer, I know that, uh, sometimes when you have a persistent buzz, you can't necessarily make it go away, but you can even it out. So what I mean by that is you can get some headphones or you can put on some music that sort of makes the noise Drown into the music itself. So instead of sitting quietly in your apartment where the buzz itself becomes obvious, you know, put on some white noise. If you're trying to like relax and be sensory deprived a little bit, um, you know, put on some white noise because that'll basically balance it all out and sort of do and, you know, create that effect of basically a sensory deprivation uh so so that's pretty important to be aware of that uh and and make the changes that you can you know there's some things you can't change and that's totally fine but understanding how your environment affects you in that way is pretty important you know and and people are the other side of that right it's sometimes really hard to tell when we are in a persistent negative rapport with someone meaning that you have friends and all they ever talk about is negative things and you may be kind of on that same wavelength and not be aware of how much th- that negative self-talk or the negative talk about the world or politics or making assumptions about what the president's going to do or uh, you know, what's happening next or talking about something you basically can't control, um, you know, how that's going to be affecting you over time and where that source of, of, of advice or information is coming from. You know, someone comes and tells you about like, did you hear about that thing in the news? And you start talking about it and they start filling your mind with fear. And you start thinking about like all these things that you have only like a sliver of information about because you're getting second, third, fourth hand information from this person who is themselves fixated on the negative aspects of what's going on in the world that for them to fill your mind with that stuff is important for you to be aware of if that's something that's happening over time. So if that's something that's happened, happening persistently, learning to set the boundaries and say, like, ah, I don't really think about the news, I don't really talk about the news, or I'm not interested in the news. Um, or uh, I, you know, or asking them a question, like, you know, what, what source is this from? Like, did you look at multiple articles. Do you know what is actually going on? (laughs) Um, Stuff like that. And, you know, some people are not going to respond too well to that uh, because it's really easy to sit in your own stress and want to sit in your own stress. I find that, you know, when we get into that space, it's like, it's like that bed of needles feeling like you you get onto a bed of needles and if you move, it's going to hurt. But if you don't move, it, it's fine <laughs> you know so you just kind of get used to it but it's also debilitating. you can't go anywhere you can't do anything. so you know we get comfortable and we get used to sort of chronic suffering and con- chronic stress and sort of beating ourselves up about things or allowing other people to vent all the time especially if you're someone that's more of the hero type and you're very compassionate and you want to, allow someone to vent and speak their truth and share what's going on, you know, it's one thing for them to do it when they're experiencing a high stress moment, you know, they're going through a divorce, or they're going through uh, a failure of some kind, or they, you know, experienced something that's deeply uncomfortable, or they're feeling depressed, and they need support, like providing support is very different than being a sounding board. You know, sometimes someone will just kind of use you as their sounding board for their thoughts, their ideas, for everything that's coming out of them that they're not necessarily taking personal responsibility for and just throwing all of their negative energy at you, right? And we those are basically energy vampires and uh crazy makers as I think Liz Gilbert has once said, there are a lot of crazy makers in the world who are trying to just kind of throw chaos everywhere because they don't know how to tame their own chaos. So it's really important to be aware. And that's really where it starts. just being aware. You don't have to do anything yet. Similar to sort of like the persistent noise or the beeping or something that's going on in your environment, just being aware of the persistent noise coming from a person in your life and how you can then, you know, it's first is the diagnosis, right? You diagnose what's going on. And that's really what this episode is about. It's like being aware, taking a step, taking a moment, taking a breath, being aware for a second, step outside of yourself and then come back in and say like, okay, what's going on in this scenario? What is, what is happening? What is, what am I feeling? Um, And checking in with yourself as well. Like, does this person, does what this person keeps saying um, feel different uh, than what I'd like to feel? And sometimes part of all of this is also about making the mental calibration via creating contrast. So what I mean is that if you're personally dealing with um, mental challenges, for example, if you're dealing with a depression, to a lot of people like to track their moods. They like to be aware of how they're feeling in the moment and I do think that's incredibly valuable. You know, if you're going to be good at that and tracking your moods and being aware of how they swing and change, um, that helped me understand when my cycle is occurring basically. So right now over the past few months, it's been happening around the first of the month, you know, so that is around the time that I can expect some sort of change in my mental chemistry to happen. Uh, at minimum, you know, my cyclothymia happens once every three months. So when that happens, I end up going through, you know, that feeling over a a larger expand of time. So being aware of how it feels to be normal versus manic versus depressive helps me gauge a little bit more uh, because I've done the diagnosis. I've been aware of like how my brain chemistry changes, how my mood changes, and even telling my partner, she knows when something's off. She's like, are you, are you okay? Are you good? You're doing a lot more these days. Are you experiencing mania? How's your brain feeling? And she'll check in with me. So like getting someone externally to support you and help you with that. That's fantastic. that's really great. I love that. So what you can do that you can do that for yourself, you can have some other person do that for you as well. And really the idea is finding a way to catalog what's going on in your mind or in the situation, whether it's with the beeps or with people to create some sort of contrast so that, you know, the difference, right? So basically taking a moment after this episode, for example, to be able to do a sweep of your apartment, for example and see if there's any beeps and bops and things that you can deal with. Or, you know, in the morning, if you have basically silence in your apartment, what can you do to mitigate the persistent buzzing from your refrigerator or something like that? Can you put on a podcast? Can you put on white noise? Um, is there something that you can just kind of put on like meditation music? That's what I like to listen to in the morning, A kind of feels like that drowns out all the other things I need to listen that are kind of impeding my experience. So I listen to meditation music in the shower. And so I, I just hear the water and the meditation music. I don't hear anything outside of it. So if Molly's in the apartment and she's like doing dishes and there's banging things around, um, you know, it's not going to be affecting my mood because it's often the distance it's kind of drowned out. Uh, and, and that really helps to kind of keep a sense of focus and keep grounded and let your thoughts process the way they need to process. Because sometimes those distractions will keep us from processing the way we need to process. So if you figure out what the thing is, you turn it off, try it for a few days, and see how you feel. Catalog how you feel over the next few days and see if anything changes as a result of that. Same thing with this person, you know, say you're going on vacation, say you're getting, you know, doing something that's going to keep this person from communicating with you, you know, make up an excuse, you know, so if there's a person in your life, so there's an example, my ex-girlfriend had a neighbor that would always just kind of show up, she would always like come in the door, it was like a sitcom, she would just like walk in, she was like the Kramer, Uh, she just couldn't. She just seemed like she couldn't spend time by herself. So she would just walk in and just start chatting and being annoying and taking up space, basically. And uh, throwing a lot of negative energy everywhere. And uh, it was just dragging everyone down all the time. So we actually found a way to let her know that we're going to be out of town. And we just locked the door, (laughs) basically. And, uh, you know, spent time alone. And our mood changed after a few days. And so that's basically the idea is that if you have someone in your life that is doing that, you know, part of this is diagnosis. So it's like I said, it's like, there's an, there's this desire to like be aware and how do I fix it? How do I change it? This is not about fixing it just yet. This is just about being aware, creating a sense of contrast so you can know how it feels to feel differently than this. You know, Because again, we get kind of caught up in the murmur of sort of negativity, the negative emotion, the negative state of being, um, the, the negative effect that someone has on us. I, I don't mean negative emotion. I don't think any emotions are negative. But what I mean is that they focus on negative energy and removing that somehow, some way to allow yourself to process and to feel the difference. And when you feel the difference... Now, when you get back into those situations, you can start to feel when that feels differently, you know, when, when it starts to create different thoughts in your mind, when it starts to create stress in your chest and your body, like you can start to, to create these little pulsars of, of, of where these things are, if that makes any sense. So it's about the beeps and bops it's about people and then it's about your mental state. So there are again situations when you're going to be kind of ruminating in your mind. You might be stuck on a topic or stuck on an idea and that is going to you know keep you from again processing. The whole point of all of this is creating an environment, creating a situation, creating social connections and relationships, finding support, giving support. And allowing yourself to breathe, like I said, when, when it came to sort of the new year and planning things, giving yourself room to breathe and to process and take a moment, because that's the point. Input, process, output. That is like basically my mantra when it comes to allowing yourself to go forward, is that you need to be aware that you're just going to be inputting everything around you. We think we have control of what we're inputting, but we're taking in everything that we experience. And some of us process it later. Some of us process it in the moment. This is all based on Myers-Briggs stuff, but but it's true that basically everyone is processing what's going on around us. We're not None of us are immune to our environment, to our situation. So if there's someone persistently being loud in your building and causing stress, you need to deal with it, right? So all of that is about, again, inputting, realizing what we're inputting, doing the diagnosis of what we're inputting, and then allowing ourselves to process. So allowing yourself to process means finding a way to create the contrast to deal with it. You know, So again, in my situation where like I'll put on meditative music in the shower, sometimes when I'm sitting in my apartment, I'll just put on like a meditative music or like a, a trip hop music or something that's just going to be kind of low in the background, no vocals, just something that's there so that it's kind of letting my lizard brain know that everything's okay. And then I can just think and I can process and let everything be what it needs to be. And then after all of that does that, then I can start to output. That means I can be creative. That means I can, I can do the projects that I need to do, I can create this podcast, I can, you know, work on planning for the future a little bit, I can cast new visions, that gives me the opportunity to work through all of those things. So then I can actually go forward into my life and into the future. So while I don't have a cavalcade of examples for how to consider your environment, your, uh, um, your interpersonal relationships and your mental state, It's about you diagnosing what your particular situation is. If there's something that could be causing some stress and then just tweaking, make some changes, try it out, run some personal tests on yourself and see how that contrast shows up. And over time, you start to develop these skills to be aware of what is affecting you, when it's affecting you, being able to set boundaries as a result of that and start to basically find better people, or better situations, or know that you shouldn't buy this thing because it makes a weird noise, or this thing has a loud fan, you know, and you shouldn't buy it, you know, so being aware of some of those things, or even that this light is too bright, or that you need to put like some sort of shade in front of this light, Uh, you know, being aware of how your environment is affecting you by creating contrast, and allowing yourself to process is going to allow you the opportunity to create and be able to go forward in your life from there. I wanted to add a quick little thought, a little post-amble. I don't know what the word for post-amble is versus (laughs) preamble, but um, I was thinking as I was like editing the parts of the podcast, I was thinking about addressing social media as well in this. As a lot of the time... You know, we, we every podcast or video or article talks about scrolling and how that wastes time and stuff like that. But I think we need to be aware of how the words we come across, the articles we read, uh, the things that we just happen to see affect us. And I'm not just talking about the FOMO side of it, the fear of missing out side of it, of people's highlight reels and all of that stuff, which is a part of it. That affects us. But it's also how people's opinions affect us and who we're getting opinions from, especially on Twitter. I spend a lot of time on Twitter and at let's go see a note. And there are often on Twitter, you get more content from people who you're following and the people they're following. So if someone likes something, you sometimes will see that on your timeline and we're starting to have a little bit less control over the specifics of who we're actually engaging with. Uh, And while I think we don't necessarily need to block everyone, we should become a lot more tolerant of people's opinions. Uh, We should be able to have open conversations and be able to ask questions, be interested in people and not necessarily trying to force our worldview on other people. I think it's important that if there is persistent negativity, if there is persistent low frequency energy, if it's just a cascade of lost souls feeding other lost souls, then it's important for you to be aware that a few things can happen. You can try to spend less time on social media. You can be aware of the times you are spending on social media, focus on a private victory in the morning, for example, and not spend time on the internet before you're done your private victory, which I failed at this morning, <laughs> which happens. It's totally cool. And, you know, being aware of the effects of social media, a lot of people go on social media, uh, hiatuses, uh, hiati, I don't know, they they go on a social media hiatus to, again, allow yourself to experience the contrast of what it feels like to not be on social media all the time. So if that's something that is a challenge for you, then challenge yourself to do it. Challenge yourself to take a few days to not be on a certain platform, you know, get rid of it off of your phone. uh, Or, you know, maybe you can call your data plan, your phone company and tell them to just like cancel it for a few days or something. When I was broke um, was broke, still am broke. But when I was, I, I had lost a job uh, a few years ago, and I needed to cut down on expenses. And one of the things that I did was got rid of my phone bill because I just didn't need the data plan. Basically, I would always go from my house to like Starbucks, and in between wasn't as important. So I got rid of my data plan, and it actually helped me quite a bit to not look at my phone as much, to be present more. And to spend time with the person in front of me, so especially when I went out to dinner and things like that, I could spend less time looking at my phone and more time uh, being aware of the person in front of me. So one of those things also is like turning off notifications on my phone so that I didn't feel buzzing in my pocket and I didn't feel this compulsion to check it, right? It's about kind of gaining some control in your life. So I would do that. I would turn off my ringer or my, my, the vibrate on my phone and I wouldn't have data signal. So I couldn't really do much on my phone anyway. And I would just focus on the person in front of me. And that allowed me the opportunity to create some contrast and see how much, looking up and noticing things and breathing and being a part of real life, uh, really brings you energy. And that social media, while it has value and implications for business and connection, and there's a lot of positive community that you can cultivate on the internet, there is a lot of negativity that if we are not actively taking control of who we're seeing and blocking and, you know, putting on our list, uh, that it can get out of control and we can be inundated with all of these things, these assumptions, these projections of what humanity is going to do or what the president is going to do or what anything is going to happen. Because, well, first of all, people are terrible at mind reading when it comes to long-term behaviors and, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> actions and thoughts, you know, because we we know that we can understand it in the short term. Like when we're having a conversation, you can kind of read someone's face, you can get an idea of how they're feeling and what they're going to say. But because we can do that in the short term, we assume that we can do that in the big picture. And therefore, a lot of people are projecting their comments and their ideas and what they want into the world. And I think that ends up becoming uh, a lot of a lot of fear that's being put on the internet, a lot of negativity, a lot of things that aren't actually reality being put into your mind. That is only creating more rumination, creating more noise and not allowing you to focus. So very much like the beeps and bops in your environment. Sometimes Twitter is a bunch of beeps and bops that also need to be kind of dealt with, right? Twitter, Facebook, etc., that need to be dealt with. And it's that all of this episode is just a reminder that you are in control so you can create the contrast. You can change your environment. You can change your behavior to change how you think about and feel about certain aspects of the world. So that's that. All right, everybody, thank you for listening to the show. I really appreciate you. Um, You can go to patreon.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E to go to support the show. I will be doing exclusive content there, sharing behind-the-scenes things, maybe little podcast recordings of like little things that I'm working working on or topics I'm trying to think about. Uh, Certainly, you can ask more direct questions there as well, and we can talk back and forth. I can give you some advice, Um, sort of your own little exclusive coaching circle without having to do one-on-one coaching with me. And, um, I am available for one-on-one coaching, so you can send me a message here on Anchor as a voice message, um, and I want to thank, uh some mr clemens for calling in i forget your first name i apologize but he called in and said some nice words about the podcast so thank you so much uh also molly owens is one of our patrons on patreon so she is the owner of truity labs and a supporter of the podcast so we appreciate you molly so thanks for that and i want to thank my molly enfp molly my partner my friends um and she is the everything to me And allows me to process, allows me to do this show in a way that uh, she just allows me to process in the way that I talk about casing the environment, finding the right people in your life. She allows that for me. She, she gives me that room and I love her so much for that. So patreon.com slash dopamine. You want to check out dopamine.life. We've got courses and things there are little changes actually updated the website so visually it's different um as we've updated our logo and we've updated the uh the general look of everything everything is getting a little bit more unified including our teachable account is like everything is a unified look it feels good i'm trying to take my 2020 vision is to be more foundational to build strong supports and to cast this vision and focus on vision And less on specific goals. So it's about tasks in support of vision, but not necessarily specific goals. Like I'm not trying to hit a thousand this or that. It's about what can I do to create a stronger foundation for this to support you, to support people, to help save more lives, to create mental reframes for people to think about their environment, to think about making changes that they can actually make. And I know plenty of us are struggling with the ability to afford therapy or to afford the opportunity to take off time from work or take care of ourselves or any of that stuff. And there are opportunities to do what we can, to control what we can, and take care of ourselves. So I want you to know that you are capable of taking care of yourself. I'm here for you too, and, but that's the thing. You know, I want to empower you, to empower everyone, to know that you are in control of your life. Even if you're dealing with mental challenges and struggles, that you can adapt. You are able to make it work. I know that you can. I believe in you, because I've done it. I've been changing. I've been growing. I've been still dealing with all of my challenges, but I can deal it with, deal with it so much better. I've got a great environment. I've got this podcast. I've got this community. I've got all sorts of wonderful people that are supporting me. So, if you want to be one of those people again, Patreon.com/slash dopamine d o p e a m i n e. I would love your support. There are multiple tiers. As minimum one dollar, you don't have to do anything crazy, um, but you're support means a lot. It means I can keep making this show, keep making YouTube videos, keep doing everything on the website and creating premium content and courses and all of this stuff, because I would love to just wake up and do this all the time instead of having to look for freelance work and spending time doing that. Otherwise I would just be recording all day long. (laughs) So, um, that's it. That's the end of the show. I hope that your 2020 is going well so far and that you're giving yourself space, you're planning for what you want to do, but if you need to take a break, you need to make adjustments, you need to be aware of your environment and figure things out, create some contrast, see if anything with you know, work is causing stress, if there's vacation time that you can take to find out the disparity and difference, then do it. I think that's a great idea because it's your life. It's your life that's at stake. So you need to make the changes to allow yourself to live the best life that you can. I love you. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I'll catch you next time on Dopamine. See you guys.